Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> We have just passed our terrible twos and our podcast is now into its fearsome freeze. As such, we're currently offering you guys the microphone to let us know how you came across the show and what you reckon to it. Today we're passing the microphone over to a James Ortiz. Take it away, James. My name is James and I'm in Los Angeles, California, and I have always loved short stories. I've always loved horror as well. So putting the two together, that's why I listen. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you very much, James. Today's episode is Routine, written by Joanna Baldwin and narrated by Alexandra Elroy. When she heard the keys jangling, Mary sat bolt upright on the bed, pulling the duvet close around her. The door opened, and the tall man entered. He did not look at her. He placed two bags, brown paper and white plastic, on the desk, emptied the pedal bin, and picked up a piece of paper from the desk. He worked quickly. He always worked quickly. Before leaving, he wiped the camera screen that faced the bed. The door thudded behind him. 
Mary retrieved the bags, bringing them back to the bed. The brown bag contained a takeaway burger, fries and a Coke, on top of which lay a note. Inside the plastic bag were black tights, a chocolate bar, shower gel, two white pills and a ballpoint pen. She popped a piece of chocolate inside her mouth and read the note. Wear the black tights with a green dress. No makeup. Eat the burger slowly. Make a mess. Don't look at the cameras. Don't talk. Start at 7 p.m. Pills when you hear the bell. Mary looked at the digital clock on the wall. 4.30. She ate another piece of chocolate, then headed to the adjacent bathroom where she brushed her teeth and showered. After, she placed a plaster over a small cut on her knee. She checked the time. 5.05. Time kept things normal in the room. Routine helped, too. She kept to the routine. She pulled on the tights and picked out a green dress from the wardrobe. Next to the wardrobe was a mini-fridge filled with cans of iced coffee. She used to ask for wine, but it reacted strangely with the pills and she found it hard to keep track of time, to keep from falling asleep. She had asked for lots of different things over the years, to see what got rejected. Most things that could be used or fashioned into a weapon weren't allowed. She finished the chocolate bar and coffee while reading a book. 6.50 Mary brought the brown paper bag and the tall man's note to an empty space on the floor next to the bed. A camera faced her. On the back of the notepaper she wrote Colouring book Coloured pencils Chocolate Let me go. She sat cross-legged in front of the camera holding the brown paper bag. 6.57. She closed her eyes. The clock struck seven. Mary's eyes flashed open. Her hands dove into the bag and unwrapped the burger. She ate slowly. She let ketchup drip on her thighs and let us fall to the floor. She resisted wiping her mouth. She focused her gaze on the brown paper bag her chin sticky from the sauce and fat. The burger devoured, she picked up the fries, carefully placing each chip into her mouth whole. Once the chips were finished, she reached for the Coke. She pulled off the lid and sipped from the side of the cup. She glugged and feigned spilling it down herself. Her dress clung to her, sticky cola kissing her cold skin. She shivered at the crushed ice's chill. Mary stayed still, staring at the brown paper bag. The camera chirped, changing focus. An electronic beep signaled it was time to take the pills. Mary swallowed them dry, then gathered the food wrappers, shoving them into the pedal bin. She climbed onto the bed and waited for sleep. Keys jangled. The door opened. The bin was changed. Bags were left. The camera wiped. The door slammed shut. Mary woke up groggy, as per every morning. Her legs and armpit had been shaved. That sometimes happened. They wouldn't allow her to keep a razor. Her elbow was sore 
time was not to be trusted. It was 4.30 again. The plastic bag contained a bar of chocolate, coloured crayons and a cheap children's colouring book. Inside the brown bag, a pair of transparent stiletto heels, one size bigger than her own, a cheese sandwich and a note. Eat the sandwich before you start. Wear the heels and any clothes. Any makeup. Don't talk. Fall over. Looking at the camera is okay. Take the pills when the bell rings. Start at 7.45. Mary showered and brushed her teeth. Put a numbing gel on her elbow. Ate the sandwich. 5.15. Mary sat on the bed with the colouring book and crayons. For a while, she coloured a picture of a cat in a tree. She shaded slowly and precisely. Shading is meditation and distraction. She finished at 6.50. The picture coloured edge to edge, the paper covered in a thick layer of oily crayon. She grabbed an iced coffee, a notepaper and yesterday's pen. Chocolate, blue tack, let me go. She left the notepaper on the desk and leant the coloured picture against the wall behind it. For a long time, she lay on the bed and stared up at the picture. The cat's eyes were black dots. They stared back, its expression lost. Why am I in this tree? How did I get here? What should I do next? Mary put the pills in the brown bag. She put on the same green dress as the day before. 7.43 She pulled on the heels, struggling with the tiny plastic ankle buckles. She used the bed as a prop to pull herself up, wobbling. 7.45 She held her arms out to the sides, taking careful steps, left, then right, facing the camera. Occasionally she stopped to balance, often pretending to lose her balance. She clenched her teeth and deliberately stepped at an angle onto her right foot. Her foot was squeezed tight by the straps, her calf muscles strained, and she dropped to the floor. Heat throbbed in her ankle and raced up her leg. She took a deep breath, clenched her teeth again, pulled herself up to stand, this time putting all her weight on her left foot. She held herself up awkwardly against the bed. A beep sounded and she slowly lowered herself to the floor. She unbuckled the shoes, swallowed the pills and clambered onto the bed. Four thirty. Mary felt a tingling from her foot to her leg. A bandage. The tall man had already been. The new paper and plastic bags on the bed. She pulled out the chocolate and a box of painkillers. She took two pills and a few pieces of chocolate. The paper bag contained a cheese sandwich and a note. Nothing today. Use the painkillers. Take the other pills at seven. She pulled out the chocolate 
chucked the wrapper to the floor and flopped back on the bed, hoping she could just fall asleep. The last time she'd had a day of nothing was after she'd slit her wrists with broken glass from a smashed mirror in the bathroom. She'd passed out and woken bandaged up with a similar note. The bathroom mirror was replaced with a plastic funhouse mirror. She hadn't been able to see more than a blur of her face since. She watched the cat in the tree for a while, then fell asleep. the door clicked open. The tall man entered, quickly walked towards the desk, holding out the bags. His foot landed on the chocolate wrapper. He slid forward for a second, regained his balance, then stumbled. His head smashed into the corner of the desk, then he slammed to the floor. Blood pooled slowly around his head. Mary froze. Her chest thumped. What just happened? She had watched him slip like slow motion, like a cartoon. She climbed off the bed, careful not to put pressure on her foot. She patted the pocket in which the man kept his keys, found them. The door unlocked easily, and she found herself in a hallway, the upstairs of a house. She moved forward into the nearest room. A laptop on a wooden desk sat next to three monitors, each showing different angles of her room. The man still lay motionless, blood spreading. On monitor two, another person lay sleeping in a room. In her bed. As she strained, trying to make sense of it all, it became clear. It wasn't her room. It was only like her room. An unfamiliar woman in an identical bed, opposite an identical desk, next to an identical wardrobe. On monitor three, another woman sat close to the camera, applying exaggerated makeup. A task? Like the notes she'd received? The clocks in the rooms showed 7.15 and 2.35. On the laptop, a website played three videos. In the first, she saw herself stumbling in heels. In the second, the girl applying makeup ripped holes in her thighs. And in the third, the sleeping girl tightened a rope around her neck. Under the videos, the website displayed a number of links. Request a show. Extra charge for harm, blood, talking. Book a room visit. Archive shows. Live feed. Prices displayed underneath each. Mary slammed shut the laptop and yanked out the plugs. She raced back to her bedroom door, closing the door, fumbling fingers locking the tall man inside. To the left of her room lay two other doors. She moved on to the next, heart thundering. Focus, focus, focus. Shaking hands tried to steady themselves. Eventually she unlocked both doors, entering the first. Mary saw a girl, facing away. Get out, Mary said. Adrenaline squashed the words, misshapen and croaky. The girl turned, still holding out a mascara brush. What? Get out, get the fuck out! I've got the keys! We're free! Mary dashed into the next room. The girl in the bed didn't stir. Mary approached slowly, 
cautiously. A cry echoed from the nearby room. The girl on the bed slept, so skinny and malnourished. Mary dragged the girl off the bed and she hit the floor. The girl groaned, slowly opening her eyes, looking towards Mary, before closing them again. Help me! Mary called. The other girl emerged, mascara bleeding down her eyes, and they carried the second girl down the stairs. Their arms shook with each step. Once they reached the bottom, Mary ran back upstairs to retrieve the laptop. They lifted the girl to the front door, their bodies straining, Mary's ankle burning. The downstairs hallway was dark, but light from outside shone through the glass pane. A mobile phone sat next to the door. Mary motioned to the girl to grab it. Tears ran down her cheeks. The girl dialed as Mary pulled open the door. And sunlight flooded the room. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Routine was written by Joanna Baldwin, narrated by Alexandra Elroy, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Velaitai and Sam Robson, with extra sound effects provided by freesound.org. Let me ask you a question. How do you fancy wearing your love for The Other Stories on your bad self? Well, now you can do just that by purchasing an original The Other Stories t-shirt over at the Hawk and Cleaver web store. That's gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Now you too can confuse your neighbours, have to explain to your parents what a podcast is, and finally cover your body. I myself have one and I use it to contain the darkness within, and it looks pretty good too. So once again, that's www.gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Or you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and pledge from little as a dollar a month and help us to keep the show going. Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.